fact that John has been in the prayer room in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer for 15 years. And a lot of times I describe encounter before the Lord as like going and digging in a gold mine, like a, a miner picking out little nuggets of gold. And Proverbs 2 talks about searching for wisdom and really, Jesus is wisdom incarnate. You, you search for him as for silver, as for great treasure. He says, when you search, then you will find the knowledge of God. And so what was happening in my heart yesterday was he was just kind of letting certain gold nuggets that have been mined out from his heart, just kind of dispensing them. And they were just marking my heart. And I thought, he's here today. Whatever he has, the Lord has on him and from him for us to receive, I want us to have that. I want us to experience that. So um, I'm just going to give you the open, the open time here, and, and we'll just let the Lord take it from there. But I did want to say, and I'm going to be, I'm weepy and dramatic, so sorry. But uh, in uh, 2016... My mom was in hospice and battling and uh, disease, and was, I'd fly to Albuquerque, and it was just such a topsy-turvy time. And a, a set you did on July 5th uh, was two two-hour set, and throughout the set, the Lord would connect my heart in ways where you even began the set with, he's washing hearts this morning, he's lifting heads this morning. And I would have my head down so confused. And it's like the Lord would say, Shh, would lift up my head. And then later in the set, you said, I stare at the storyline. The storyline. It tells me that what's inside of you is good, is true, is pure, is right. And it would just be an entrance into his heart with my heart that sustained me during those days. And I'm not, yes, I'm a groupie and all that, okay? But I have listened to that set 50 times easy. A hundred hours of that one set. And so I know every chord, everything you did, every phrase. Oh, yeah. I could teach you. <laughs> but then all over the years, so... Those are the kind of, it's almost like there's any way. I just want to say that, 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 that that's the power of the word with worship, with music, and what it does to our hearts. So, Father, we receive a friend of this house and, ooh, a friend of yours. Would you just empower him, strengthen him, and whatever, uh, Lord, we have available uh, to us today, Lord, I ask you, make us hungry to receive whatever you have for us. And Lord, may we just not hear, but Lord, may we encounter your heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome God's servant, John Thurman. Shaky, I made it through. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Honored to be here this morning with y'all. Um, I'm pulling up my phone because I have some notes on my phone, but I honestly have not really used my phone for note taking previously, so this might be a little bit awkward. I'm just kind of giving y'all a heads up. Um, I'm basically just going to share a little bit of a uh, little bit of my my story, a little bit of my journey, and a uh, little bit of my heart. Um, I shared a little bit yesterday uh, at the luncheon that, that Glenn was mentioning, and uh, you know it's so good. Um, I, won't, I don't I won't take much time on this point, but it uh, it's so good for each of us to um, to go back and just look at in our own lives at what the Lord has done 
uh, from time to time, I think it's actually really important to to just kind of go back and, you know, I, I yesterday I was just kind of sharing some parts of my story and some notes um, in the hopes that it would be a blessing to some of the, the singers and musicians and the worship leaders, the folks that were there, you know, but in the process, um, my own heart was really encouraged because I'm having to go back and remember, oh yeah, that really happened. And the Lord really broke in in that specific way or at that specific time. He was able to, you know, work in my heart in this way or that way. And so I just want to encourage us this morning, you know, from time to time, do that. Go back. I mean, each of us have a, a, a unique story. Um, and if we take the time to go back and look through it, we ourselves will be encouraged and strengthened as we see the Lord's hand in, in our lives and how his hand has been on us over the years. And, um, you know, the, the, the journey of a believer is, uh, is a messy journey. <laughs> it's, you know, it, there's, it's the ups and the downs and the sometimes you don't know if you're up or down and you're, you know, you're just confused. And, uh, and I think that's part of why it's so important to, to again, go back through your history with the Lord and, and just look at what he's done to remind yourself of the way that he's been faithful and the way that he's sustained you, the way that he has comforted you, the way that he has provided for you. I mean, we need, we need to remember that all the time. So that's, I just wanted to say that before I jump in. Um, I'm just going to take a quick second and pray, and then we'll we'll jump in a little bit. Uh, Father, I just thank you for this time that you've given us to just uh, to be together as the family of God, uh, and I just ask that Holy Spirit that you would highlight the things that that need to be highlighted to our hearts today, the the things that you want to speak to us, even individually. God, you know each person here, and you know each of our stories. And you know, even in this moment, what our heart needs to hear. And so I'm just asking that you would speak to us today. Amen. All right. Well, I, um, I grew up in a, uh, in a Christian home. Um, I should qualify that. The first four, three, four years of my life, uh, my, my parents actually weren't believers. And then... Uh, in the, this was the mid-80s, and we were in Southern California, and um, my dad was uh, working for a, um, like a multi-level insurance company, and uh, ran into a bunch of Campus Crusaders. Uh, they changed their name a couple years ago to Crew, but Campus Crusade, I'm sure y'all are, are familiar, and uh, they invited my folks to church. And so they started going to this church, you know, didn't know the Lord, but started attending. And, um, and the Lord used the worship specifically to really draw them into the kingdom. Um, my parents had come out of the kind of the Christian science cult, uh, both sides of my, my, my dad's family and my mom's family. Um, and, uh, and so their, and their only grid for music in, in a church setting was, uh, was an organ and hymns. And I actually, I, I, can, I can roll with just about any style of music. I mean, if, 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 if people acknowledge that Jesus is God, <laughs> that's like, okay, then we can, I can work with that. But, uh, but, it, but they were, here they are in this Southern California church in the, in the mid-80s, and they got keyboards and drums and guitars. And that was, that was um, uh just intriguing to them. And they're, they both are musicians. They love music. And so they were just drawn in by the worship. And uh, so they started coming back and coming back. And within a couple of months, they did uh, receive the Lord. And uh, there was a, a big turning point in our family. And I just think it's so interesting that the Lord used, he used the worship to really draw, to draw our family into the kingdom. So I am, uh, I'm thankful uh, thankful for crew, thankful for their ministry. Um, and then when I, uh, let's see, I'd say from, a, you know, that age, I was probably four or five at the time until I was about mid-teens, you know, 16, 17, right in there. Um, 
you know, I tried to just kind of be a good kid and, you know, stay out of trouble and, you know, read, <laughs> try to, you know, do like a little five-minute quiet time. I had a little Precious Moments Bible. Um, I actually still have that Bible. Uh, and uh, But, you know, it's like, okay, you know, read that for five minutes a day and stay out of trouble, and that's that. That's all that I knew. That's what I thought Christianity was because that was the extent of what I understood. But, um, you know, that's not, especially getting into those teen years, that's, that was absolutely not enough to keep, to keep my heart from just, just moving into some dark places. And I, I didn't go super crazy um, externally, but internally I was dis- extremely distant from the Lord. And, uh, you know, landed in a, a small group at a mega church in Colorado Springs in the mid to late 90s. Uh, some of you would be familiar with New Life Church. And um, the small group was, it was a small. I mean, there was maybe 20, 20-ish teens. It was led by a 19-year-old guy. I was about 17 at the time. And it was the first time that I had... Um, been in an environment where with with peers that referred to God in terms of friendship they talked about the Lord I'm like you guys talk about Jesus like y'all are friends that was revolutionary to me I was like if God wants to be friends I mean, or if he wants to have friendship with his people, man, I'm in. I just didn't know. I didn't get the memo. Like, I am so down for that. I, you know, and so, you know, uh, and I love, it just makes me love the, um, you know, though I was, had been distant, at the same time, I still had some of that youthful, just like, I'm all in, you know, you know, not, not too many questions, not, not so much wrestle with theology I'm just like I'm in man if the Lord wants to be friends I and so I actually spontaneously no one was necessarily teaching me or or encouraging me to do this but I I would I would sit on the edge of my bed at night at the end of the day whatever time that was and I would just kind of debrief my day with the Lord like I would literally talk through the day with God and just I just open my heart wide up and like, man, I feel like this really went well. And, you know, this was really hard. I was really, I was really bothered about this, discouraged about this, but just this open thing. And I look back at that season with a real, uh, just a fondness and just like, wow, Lord, thank you. And I, I kind of describe it like, you know, prior to that season, my life and God had been kind of a, a very, very small compartment and it shifted. And it's like, my like the whole idea of a life in God, friendship with God, that became the center. Or I want, I'll say, I wanted it to be the center. It, be, it becomes that over time. That's, I mean, that is that's that's part of the journey. But but it was significant um, in obviously just the the most basic way. But it was significant related to music because I up to that point, I mean, I I had been doing piano lessons and I was a musician and I was. You know, I wanted to do music as a vocation, but my my view of worship was a very low view. <laughs> I wanted to move to New York or Nashville or, or L.A. and be a studio musician, be a session player. And um, uh, I thought of worship as like, well, if you're not good enough to make it in Nashville or, or L.A. or whatever, you just settle at a church and that, I mean, that's so embarrassing to say now, but that's really what I thought. And, um, and that just got flipped in a, in a season because I thought, wait a minute, if life really is about friendship with God, then there's nothing better than I can do with music than help people to connect with Jesus through music. Let's go, let's go that route. And so I shifted my, my focus. I was, you know, I'd been looking at uh, Belmont University in Nashville. I was like, I was going to go do the music thing. And, uh, and, and the Lord calls people to I love that school, actually. It's a great school. They have some great stuff. But the Lord had me on a different trajectory. I ended up at a small Christian Missionary Alliance college outside of New York City called NIAC. Just a, a teeny little college. Um, you, I mean, you could literally see Manhattan from the little hills on our campus. Uh, and uh, 
anyways, I landed there and, and uh, my life and God continued to grow. Uh, had some amazing Bible professors, Bible teachers. Uh, several of them had, had um, really been touched by the Vineyard Movement, by John Wimber and uh, Peter Wagner, the Fuller Seminary, that whole swirl, that season in the late 80s and early 90s, there was a lot going on. And they had been really impacted by that and were kind of carrying that. And so, I mean, we had some anointed little <laughs> worship gatherings and uh, it's just a really sweet time. Uh, fast forward a little bit. I mean, the first years of college, the second, kind of the second half of college, I, I had backed off from the Lord, distanced, and, and uh, you know, I was very much aware of it. It wasn't kind of like I just kind of lost my way and I was like, no, I know exactly what I'm doing and I know it's not okay and I feel stuck. And I was just, I'd kind of written myself off in a sense. Felt like I'd just let the Lord down, let my friends down. Um, and so I just kind of isolated myself and really, um, you know, it's so funny to say it now, but I, I think with all of us to some degree it can resonate. I mean, we, uh, we get very easily, um, that's not the right way to say it, we can get down on ourselves really quickly. And, you know, when, when we become aware, really aware of our own issues and our brokenness and our sin, it's, I mean, it's, it's seconds later where we're just, we're full-blown self-condemnation, like the Lord can't use, he can't use me, whatever, you know, all those conversations in your mind. And um, I'm going to pause on just for a second on this story because there's, a, I just think there's a real key point in here. When we stumble and when we fall, um, we have to run into the Lord. In the, you know, I've heard Mike Bickle say one time, he's like, when you mess up, you just immediately run right to the Lord. Like, because if, if you don't, you will just, you'll isolate, you'll pull back. And, um, and, and so for a period of years, that was my life. And it was actually extremely strange and ironic because I was still leading worship at college. The worship was still anointed. The Lord was still breathing on it because he's kind. He's, the Lord, he'll, he will anoint speakers and ministers and worship leaders for the sake of the people. It doesn't necessarily mean that, they're, uh, that their interior life is matching what's happening, which is kind of, it's kind of scary. You can see the Lord's mercy in it as far as he loves his people. But that's, that's real. I, 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 am, I can testify to that. Um, but also his kindness, you know, and, and uh, anyways, let's fast forward. So I'm in this, this funk for, my goodness, probably three or four years. Um, and I show up to Kansas City, to IHOP, and that's kind of the condition of my heart. That's part of actually why I ended up in Kansas City. Well, I ended up because of the Lord. He kind of, he set me up. But, but I knew I wasn't in a good place, but I wanted to be, but I felt stuck. And so I'd heard about this place in Kansas City. They do 24-7 prayer. They have an internship called Fire in the Night, which is like midnight to 6 a.m. in a prayer room. And I'm like, man, that sounds really crazy. But I feel like I need something crazy. Like I need something that's going to push me into the Lord. And the internship was a really terrible experience for me because my heart was so uh, jaded and just distant. So, I mean, it's like I was trying, but I was, it was just, it wasn't working. Uh, again, just... It, the internship itself was incredible and, and the resources and, and the time in the prayer room, but I was just so just kind of calloused in my heart. And uh, the, Lord, the Lord is patient, y'all. He is, re he is patient. Like when the scripture says like the Lord, is, he suffers long, he's, he, he's very gentle in the way that he leads us. You know, we, we get so easily bothered by other people, you know, and it's like, man, they, they got the, you can see the issues, you know, and, and you probably do see them accurately to some degree. And it's like, man, and they, they just need, they need, they need to get with a program, y'all. And, and it, you know, every, every situation so case by case. So you, but, but I, I, I look at the way the Lord has led me in my life and I'm like, he's really gentle. He's really gentle in his, in his leadership. He's been really patient. And he has got me where he wants me to be without cracking some sort of a whip or just kind of, you know, getting in my face and being like, man, you, John, you really need to, whatever, that, that whole thing. And so I really, 
Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to mention that. I just, he, he's been very kind in the way that he has led me over the years. So I show up to Kansas City. I'm not really getting anything out of the internship because I'm just not connecting with the Lord, but I want to and uh, end up staying. Um, I, I, I ended up uh, having a, a brief, very intimidating not because of Mike, but because of me. I had a meeting with Mike Bickle. We're talking about ministry and life, and I was freaked out. I'm like, he, I, I even thought when he wanted to, you know, someone saying Mike wants to meet with you, and I'm like, am I in trouble? <laughs> like that was, because that's where I was. I was like, I, yeah, I was probably breaking some of the rules and firing the night and curfew and like whatever. You, you know, you have to go to bed at 7 a.m. and da 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 and I would, I would stay out past that and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I was a punk um, in the internship. And so so I, I was just very leery. And we, we had a little meeting. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I mean, we had this, we, it ended up being like a two-hour conversation. And uh, I, I, I finished my internship. I go back to Colorado where my parents are. I'm living at their house. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And for a couple months... I'm just like, man, I don't know what to do. But I look back at that meeting, and I was like, man, that, that was the Lord. I'm not really connected with the Lord, but I know that's the Lord. And I actually remember breaking down in my room one day like, God, why are you being nice to me? Because I knew I could just, I was like, man, that, that was the Lord. I'm like, but I couldn't connect the dots because my life had been such a mess for a few years. And uh, just as, again, as kindness, as patience, as gentleness, so I jump in at IHOP, and the first year at IHOP was just hard. I was on Misty, Misty Edwards' team, you know, and, and she was just blowing it up. I mean, every set was just explosive. And I was kind of, I was on the team, but I was the observer because my own heart really wasn't, again, super connected with Jesus. And so we're, I mean, we're at one thing, you know. We're on the main stage and singing about stuff I don't even know if I even fully believe in. And uh, just going for it. And, and with some amazing musicians. I mean, at that time, it was Misty Edwards' team. Brandon Hampton was on guitar. David Brimer was a singer and, and a co-worship leader. And I'm like, man, we, we, we had this rock and set team. And, um, but I was really kind of on the sidelines internally. And uh, at about the year mark, the Lord really broke through. And uh, just came to me in a really kind but a real sober way. And was just kind of like... You know, son, the, the trajectory that you're on, meaning just my internal life, it was very messy. It was, it was uh, tons of music, music, movies, media, which in and of itself isn't bad, but I was like addict. I always had something going, and it didn't matter if the content was good, bad, or ugly, and pornography, and the, you know, the, just the whole deal. That was, my, that was how I just kind of numbed the pain in my heart, the distance between me and the Lord. Like, you have to fill that space with something. If you're not connecting with Jesus, your heart will find something for the pain. And so I just went to the nearest thing. I'm very artsy by nature, so I gravitate towards the arts. And it became my God, my idol for that season. So, so the Lord comes and he's like, son, the trajectory that you're on is thin ice. That was the phrase that the Holy Spirit gave me. And I, and I, I knew it was the Lord. And, and uh, it wasn't, he wasn't coming down. I didn't feel like he was coming down heavy or like mean or like, I didn't feel condemned. I, if anything, I felt empowered. I felt in that moment, I was hearing from him clearly, and I felt like a window of grace in that moment to kind of break out of just the, the ruts and the cycles that I was in. I'm like, that's the Lord. And I just had this sense, like, if I say yes, he's going to help me. It was weird. I just had this sense, the way that he came to me, the, way, the invitation that he gave, it was like, if I make this choice, I think it actually might work. It was weird, and I just said yes, you know, in a very humble, simple way. Uh, he, the Lord was basically saying, you know, anything that is not edifying your heart, that's not moving your heart towards me, let it go. And I was just like, okay, Lord. And I, I mean, I was like, this was before, you know, Netflix and before Spotify and all that. This was like CDs, physical CDs, and uh, what was it? Blockbuster Video. I mean, th that was the era. And so, so I just kind of cold turkey. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to just stop watching stuff and stop listening to stuff, just kind of period. I had like a Jason Upton CD and a Vineyard CD left. I mean, I had a massive CD collection, and it just all went away and whatever. That, I, 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 I kind of want to temper what I'm saying a little bit. Don't hear this and do what I did. 
please don't hear that. And, and don't even hear that I'm coming down on music and movies. I love music and movies. I think there's a place for it. And I think if it's edifying content, I mean, that's fine. But in that season, the Lord was, he was doing something. He was speaking something. And I, I just went for it. And it was, um, it was at that time that I actually began to do the prayer room. I'd been at the prayer room for a year, but I actually began to just open my Bible and start to read through the New Testament over and over. I began to just pray, do the things that Mike was telling us to do, teaching us to do, like, you know, take little phrases from the scripture and just say it back to the Lord. And just wait, pause, and then say it back to the Lord again. And I, I started to pray in the spirit. I, I would, uh, you know, take like 15 minutes a day, and I would just, I would, I would, uh, I, I chose Revelation 4, kind of the, the, the throne room scene of Revelation 4 as kind of my, my backdrop for praying in the spirit. I'd just take a phrase from Revelation 4 and I'd say it to the Lord. Lord, I thank you that, um, that the, there's, you know, there's seven lampstands of fire around your throne. I thank you that there are 24 elders around the throne. Just these little phrases and then I'd go back into praying in the spirit. And then I'd go, you know, I'd say the phrase back into English again. And, and um, I mean, that... That changed me. I was doing that every day for about 15 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. Um, and, and that just, it marked my life because it, in the moment, it didn't all, I mean, I had some moments where it was like, wow, I, I just went there. Like the Lord just kind of took me there. I, I felt like I was there, like in the room. And then there were plenty of times where it just felt dry as anything. And I was just like hitting up against a wall. But the point is I just kind of stayed with it. And, and, um, you know, it's it's like it's like in a sense, it's like you're collecting wood. Like you're just picking up these sticks and putting them in a pile, and it's just like I'm collecting wood today. <laughs> Nothing really cool about that. You know, it's just like you're just doing the thing, but but then you don't know when the Lord's going to drop the match. But if you don't collect the wood, it's not going to burn. So it's like so. So when, you know, that, just that consistency and carving out the time for the Lord, giving him my time in the word, giving him the time to sit at his feet, to pray in the spirit, to read the word, to say the, you know, just to do this stuff, however it felt on that particular day, I was building a reservoir, un, almost unbeknownst to me in a sense. I was just kind of doing it because Mike was, to, I'm like, well, he's a, he's a godly guy, cool, I'll, I'll go for it. But I was building a history with the Lord and then, uh, and then at certain times, there would just be like this explosion of revelation internally. Um, and, and then other times, it would show up in our worship sense. Like one of my songs that I wrote, Storm All Around You, um, you know, that was an in-the-moment, spontaneous worship song on a set. It was, it was really cool. There's a, there's a story to it. But um, the, the, the big point that I, that I wanted to say related to that song, it was spontaneous. It was in the moment. Um, so it, there wasn't a lot of prep or a lot of crafting to that song. But ironically, all of the phrases that were coming out of my heart as the Lord was just breathing on that set, and we, were, we did this like hour-long swirl, uh, the phrases that were coming out of my heart were all from Revelation 4. And it was like, okay, connecting the dots, you know, like that, all those, like there, it, by that point, it had been at least, I want to say about five years into just this rhythm of just, I'm praying in the spirit, I'm reading the word, I'm just kind of doing the stuff. Uh, sometimes it feels anointed, sometimes it doesn't, but I'm staying with it. And then, you know, boom, at that five-year mark, that's, the song just explodes in a worship set. It was an un, you know, uncrafted moment that just kind of happened, and then we, you know, it kind of morphed into a song. But um, I'm just going to pause for a second. Um, Yeah, there's just, uh, oh, I remember what I wanted to say. The, um, so, I'm, I mean, I've been talking a little bit about my, about my story, my journey, and just life in God, and um, the time, the time factor is a, is a really big thing. Um, I feel like more than ever, uh, we have options to distract us like never before in history. I mean, when you really think about it with, with where technology is at and where it's going, we have so, so many options and opportunities to be distracted. 
and and to fill our time with not even necessarily bad things. I mean, I got an Instagram account. I mean, I was off of it for a year. It was really actually kind of freeing. I'm back on right now, more just more related for just you know new music and stuff like that that I'm that I'm releasing. But um, but all that to say, like we can get so easily just occupied and just we can we can just kind of almost kind of waste the time but we're not even aware of it because it's just kind of like our mode you know we're just kind of you know like I like I have I have I think I have a very just addictive personality it's so good that I never actually really got into alcohol or drugs because I think I just would have gone crazy um but I mean I I I I, I mean you all can identify with this there's this compulsiveness in me that's like I'm gonna check my email check the weather dude you checked the weather like five minutes ago it hasn't changed you know, there probably actually isn't anything new in your inbox. You just have the, it's, it's just like this, oh, I just, I want to check or whatever. Point being, it's just like we, we get so easily distracted. And so we actually have to fight uh, in this era to, to, to give the Lord time. Because all the things that I'm talking about, it, I wish I could say that it just happens. It's like a download, you know, and just bam, the Lord just gives it. It's like, no. It happens over time. It happens by giving him time and then being consistent with that time. You know, you don't, definitely do not be legalistic about it because you can go there. And in certain seasons, I have a little bit. So you don't want to go there, but, but there is something to, to be said for this. We, you know, you call them spiritual disciplines. Richard Foster wrote a great book on the celebration of the disciplines. Um, there is a place for that. And, and when we, when we, just say yes in our weakness and in our brokenness. The Lord's like, hey, I will meet you, man. I will, t- I will take that and I will breathe on it and I will, I will, I will, I will give you gold, as He says, you know, in, in Revelation. I'll, I will give you the gold that's been refined in the fire. So, but we have to give Him the time. That's the thing. And uh, time looks different in different seasons. You know, my time as a single man, I mean, that was all, those, the stories that I'm telling you are from my single days. <laughs> now I am married. Now I have a toddler. My time is very different. <laughs> and so don't hear what I'm saying and think, oh my gosh, I don't have three hours to sit at the feet of Jesus. And just, it's like, I'm with you. I, I don't have that anymore either. I had that for a season. It was really cool. I'm thankful. It was precious. I'm, I will forever be grateful. I do not have that kind of time anymore. So my point, don't, don't, you know, don't hear that and just be thinking, oh, man, I, I can't even do that, what he's talking about. That's not realistic. It's like I'm saying, right, that isn't realistic. But we have time. We have 15-minute windows. We have a 30-minute window. Sometimes we have an hour where we can, we can actually pull back, we can turn off the phone or turn it, you know, whatever, put it on that, like on airplane mode or something. And, uh, and you can, you can lock in, you can sit at the feet of Jesus, you can read the word, you know, you can, um, one thing I wanted to mention that I've just kind of, kind of discovered recently that's been rocking my world in the best way. Like I, uh, the silence and solitude, um, that, I touched a little teeny bit of that in college and then didn't really do anything with it beyond that. And then this past year, uh, the Lord has just really been some of the, some of the monastic traditions that, that I feel like the, the Western church has kind of forgotten about or, or just kind of thrown out with the baby out with the bathwater. It's like, yeah, maybe there's some doctrinal stuff that we don't agree with and that's, that's fine. But there, there are some things within the, the, the Roman Catholic tradition, specifically in the monastic tradition, there is gold to be had. And uh, silence and solitude is one of those things. Um, it's, it's hard at first. It, I mean, it's, it is hard. I mean, five minutes? Like, you're, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not journaling. I'm not praying. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I am literally, like, sitting there in stillness and silence. And I'm, um, I'm just, at, in that moment, all that, all that I'm trying to do is just to be aware of his presence. You know, the, the fire within, so to speak, as uh, Thomas Dubé called it that. But it, it's, uh, it's like, no, the Lord is right here. I just have to dial down enough to actually become aware that he's right here. And it's really, it's, um, I was surprised 
at, because I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go for this, give this a try. But what it's become for me is like, uh, it's like I'm, I'm just, I'm allowing the Lord to love on me. I'm al- if I can, if I'm able to get still enough and just quiet enough internally to just sit there, you know, initially it's like when I, when I do become aware of the Lord's presence, the, some of the first things that come up is like, uh, guilt, shame, because it's like you're, you are in the presence of a holy God. So you become, a, it's like, Ooh, Lord, I don't like me <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's like, you just, be, it's like that. Oh, but if you, if you just stay with it and you just, go, you know, stay with it, like eventually that you realize that those are your thoughts. The Lord, the Lord is, doesn't condemn. He brings things to light. And that's a good thing, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not those that like, like they call Satan the accuser for a reason, right? That's not the Lord's job. That's not the Holy Spirit's job. That's not what they do. The Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, they, they do not do that. So those are my thoughts. I'm just getting through like the shame and the condemnation. It's like, whoop, just, okay, stay with it. Stay with it, buddy. And then like this peace, because you realize he's not mad at you. He's not whatever. He's like, no, I actually, I really like you, little guy. And you're, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, you know, Five minutes, guys, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it looks like, but, but take that time, sit at his feet, just, and, and you will get distracted. Your mind will be start, starting to think about, oh, I have to do this today. Oh, I forgot to do this, and da-da-da-da-da, and that will happen. And when you do, when that happens, just, just, you know, you don't have to get all frustrated, like, oh, this doesn't work. Just put that on the side for a second. Just kind of refocus and just say, Father, just kind of recenter. And then just refocus and keep going. I've done five-minute sessions where the whole time I was fighting distraction. <laughs> but I look back and I'm like, I don't regret it. I, I'm, I bet something happened. And then, and then there are plenty of times where I am actually able to, like, dial down and, and just like, oh, man. And you don't, you don't realize it until it happens how much we... Um, like, we need to feel his affection, guys. Like, we need it. We don't even, I don't understand how much I need it until I, like, I start to sense and feel it. It's like, oh my gosh. So much of the time we live um, so thirsty when there's water right there. And, uh, I mean, he, he's right there. And if we'll just take the time to just pause, dial down, just kind of clear your mind and just sit there with him, sit there in his presence it's not like I have to coax him to try to, uh, to open up his heart. His heart is open. He is love. That's who he is. If I'm making the choice to just sit with him in his presence, that's going to happen automatically because I'm just, I'm with him. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually connecting with him like spirit, soul, body, like my emotions are getting touched. My heart's getting touched. And so that's, you just, you can't buy that. Like that's, that is gold and you, but the only way to get it is to give them the time. And again, it's, it's, don't put it in this category of like, oh man, like I, I have three kids and they're all under the age of seven and my my life is insane. There's no way, I, I can't do What's, you know, it's like, no, 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 just, you know, you're in the car and the kids for like five minutes are not screaming, you know, there's, or whatever that I'm just thinking that, you know, because that's, that has been, my life is not a mom's life. I I have so much respect for moms. I'm a dad. So it looks a little bit different, but still the dad life is, is, is crazy too. And it's in a different way, but, um, but it's like, you know, you're just, those little moments, they're there if, if you look for them, the little moments. I mean, I, like, I'm just sitting there folding laundry sometimes and, like, song ideas or just beca- just being aware, conscious, like, the Lord's right here. And he knows how the day has been and he knows that whatever's bugging me right now and whatever, and just those things. And it's like, if I'll just kind of pause, breathe, and just just let him love on me. So... I want to I want to honor our time. Help give someone give me a grid for where we're at time wise. I'm I'm pretty much. I think I'm pretty. I'm hit. okay. I'm good. Thank you all. Thanks for letting me just talk a little bit and just share my heart. 
I'm not, I'm not going to have the worship team come up just yet. Um, I just, the height of irony for me is someone who is so in my life for music has the Lord's used him to speak to my heart about not having music. And, and, uh, that, that water of my thirsty heart, there's a reservoir of, of drinking that, I mean, I tell the church this for years. I, I get on these pillows and I'm up on the screen and it's, but there's music going and I have like a little internal jukebox that plays through the night and, my wife said, Glenn, you've got to turn off the prayer room at three of them. You've got to shut it up because I'll have it by the bed in those first years. And it was always music. So, so uh, that's a height of personal irony. It's like I believe there, that's a gold nugget for me. I'm going to intentionally this week come in this room and have it be like this. And ask the Lord to give me a locked gaze. For me, some, there's the condemnation that comes in me, but then there's also revelation. And I have a yellow pad. I always have a yellow pad with a pen. Oh, let me write that down. It's like, no, put that away. Just get revelation of my heart for you. And so as you shared that nugget yesterday, I had a picture of the Lord coming around and putting like combination locks on lockers. I go to the gym a lot. So, you know, of... of the Lord putting a lock and spinning the little dial where you get the combination numbers and, and giving me five minutes of locking my gaze on him. So I'm going to do that. Like, that's going to be my language this week. Is, Lord, would you put a combination lock over my eyes and, like, spin the dial so where I'm, like, I'm here in silence before you to stay, to stay before. And just, like you said, just let you come and love me. And I think that's something for some of us that that's a response in your heart uh, to, to take that, however that looks for you, to take some time to come away with the Lord in silence and uh, other ways too. But I also just want to give a few seconds for and pray for the Lord for, to seal different things that God spoke to your heart in the last 30 minutes. Because I think he's given specific nuggets of truth, of revelation to each of you. And if, we, and if we speed past it, we might miss taking it and saying, Lord, would you work that in me? And then, and then in a little bit, just a few, few seconds, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Because sometimes worship then kind of helps get the seeds planted in the soil. It's like seeds have been planted, but let's really identify those seeds and then, and then have some a little music t- worship time with that. So, so Lord, just right now, I ask for the Spirit, Your Spirit of wisdom, as to how to work these things out, how this works in our schedules, in revelation, in the knowledge of You, to highlight. Lord, I'm sorry for trying to fill the distance in those times where I have distance between me and you, and I try to fill it with ungodly or just worldly or unedifying things. That nugget just in transparency right now before my family. Lord, let me do that. Let me just turn right and say, Lord, would you fill that distance? Bridge that gap. Lord, as we respond in faith, what you've spoken to each of us, Lord. Would you increase our connectedness? Worship team, if you'd come up.
an interesting thing happened yesterday, and this is kind of a way that I'd like us to corporately respond, and then I'm going to ask Kyle to come and pray something specific as well. But um, Something happened, as John was sharing yesterday, that has never happened before in my own personal family life, because my daughter, Grace, I don't know if she's in here right now. She's probably with the kids. Is she here? Oh, hey. Um, but during the time, the lunch and the worship time, Lord gave, Grace gets little prophetic pictures and things. And she had this picture of the Lord going around a locker room and there were rusty locks on lockers and the Lord had bolt cutters and he was cutting off these rusty combination locks. And it was people's hearts, parts of people's hearts that had become rusty or distant from God. And God was wanting to, or inner need for inner healing. I may not be saying it all just right, but it was basically the Lord was coming around with bolt cutters to cut off things that were blocking us and the Lord. And about 30 minutes later, John is talking, and I get this picture of the Lord going around the lockers, putting on red combination locks or blue or pink or silver. They're like different colors. So red would be the blood of Jesus. Blue would be the sky, heavens. The, the pink would have been some, we you know, associate that with healing sometimes and, you know, the, the, the breast cancer awareness thing. And, but just the Lord putting locks on us to, to, to get us locked in before the Lord, but he has to sometimes break off the, the rusty locks. And I love that because we both clearly got Part she got part one, I got part two of this picture, and I wanted to share it today because I believe that that's what God wants to do with us today. Would you stand up to your feet? Would you stand up? Yes, Darlene. Um, so I want some of you. It's going to be more the highlight. Let the Lord. Let's. I want the Lord to take bolt cutters to my to my rusty, <laughs> and then I want the Lord to give us the beautiful combination locks. It's something I believe he's doing corporately. Darlene, yes. The Lord, the Lord always confirms his words. And so what the young man has been speaking, that's what the Lord is saying to the body of Christ, that we're so busy. We're too busy to even hear his voice. Isaiah 30, 15 is a scripture that he gave me years and years ago. He says, for thus says the Lord, God, the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. But you were unwilling. And you said, no, we're going to flee with the horses. He says, therefore shall you flee away. But they that ride after you will be swift as well. In other words, you're so busy, but the enemy is chasing you. But if you get in that quiet place and allow your flesh to die, and like the young man said, it's, it's not easy because your mind will be busy. Your mind will say the roast is burning, the kids, it's time to go do this, it's time to do that. Or what's on the phone, the phone's ringing, blah, blah, blah. But the Lord says, tell your flesh to shut up and sit down. Return to him, he said, and rest to hear his voice because he's got a plan and a purpose. And he wants to lead you and he wants to guide you and he wants to tell you what your future is. He wants to tell you how to get healed. He wants to tell you what his plan is from the foundations of the earth when you were in your mother's womb. Return to the Lord. Let's receive that from our heart, every one of us. We receive that, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to let the worship team just play for a few moments. I know we've gone a little over. Uh, I understand if you need to leave. Don't feel bad. But I did want to say one other thing. I, one picture I had, and I'm just going to give it to Kyle as whatever, how he feels led to close in prayer. But I just I did see John for you, Psalm 92:10. Um, you've anointed 
the horn, the Lord anointing David. He said, you've anointed me with fresh oil. And it's a horn poured out. It's like a whole horn. I actually saw it with John David earlier too. It's like this big shofar or whatever the, the horn was, was filled with oil. And they, so they didn't just do a little dab on David's forehead, say, I anoint you with oil. It was like this, this gushing, fresh oil. And I believe the Lord in this season is, is releasing that over you in this season uh, of, of a freshness in, a, in this season. Fresh, whatever all that means. But I do see that, that even that, that gold, the, te- the, the, te- the speaking with the music is, is part of that. And so, so I just believe that. And I'd like our, our little house, our little prayer room to, to pray that over you as well. That today, that, 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 that fresh oil, big shofar full, the horn full will be poured out on you. And so I'd like Kyle just to lead on that. Just... But wherever you are, just respond as the Lord's been kind of giving directions. So. If you could just go ahead and extend your hands to John. Lord, I thank you that your oil is real. The oil of your, your presence, the intimacy that you give us is real. It's a real substance. Lord, I pray that you would refresh John. Lord, you'd refresh his wife and his baby. Lord, that there would be pillars on the earth that are drenched in oil. And Lord, when you come knocking at midnight one day, their lamps will be full. They will be ready. And there will be a whole host of people behind them that are ready because their oil has caused a hunger and the people behind them to buy their own oil. <laughs> Thank you that your oil is real. Release it over the Thurlows in Jesus' name. 